0: awesome awesome hey guys give it up for josh and katie yeah. come on yeah. they are awesome yeah josh love himself some josh come on. Hey, man, i tell you what if i was here i'd go to this church amen. Hey, man this is an awesome place this is an awesome place um it's interesting josh you know when whenever i'm invited to speak um i consider it such an honor and a privilege I really do to do the work of the Lord and to preach God's word. I just really want to thank you guys. I consider them like family. As a matter of fact, Katie actually mentored my daughter. This is my daughter, Erin. Everybody say, hey, Erin. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And um and so I, I, I really look at them as, as family. And but you know, we were singing the song. Oh, by the way, give it up for the worship team. Come on, on yeah. worship. Thank you. Yeah. How can you be talented and beautiful? You got the gum. You pick good, bro. Right, come on out. I mean, no, I, the worship team was awesome. You guys did awesome. And there was a word that continues to resonate in my, in my spirit tonight. And uh, Josh, as you know, when, whenever you go somewhere to preach, you, you really wanna share what God wants you to share. I, I don't believe in preaching sermons. I wanna wanna speak a message from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so there's a particular message that God gave me for tonight and it was confirmed through the worship. The last song that you were singing, even when you don't see that he's working, he never stops working. How many know God is still working? Amen. That word work is an interesting word in the Greek. The word is ergon. It's where we get the word energy. It's actually working power and God is working. And I want to tell you something, I want to tell you some, Katie, um, before you were even born, you and Josh, God knew there was a work he wanted to do here at JMU. And I would tell you, you were created for this work and not just you, Josh and Katie, I would tell you that all of you were created for a work that he has already established here for you to walk in. So, my life verse, and I'm not even preaching this. And Katie, uh, Josh, you said I have 40 minutes, right? Yeah. Can I get 50? Cause can something yeah. comes <laughs> up. <laughs> She's always had something to say. But anyway, so my life verse is Ephesians 2:10, and it goes something like this: We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works that he planned in advance for us to walk in. Let me say that again. for we are created in Christ, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he planned in advance for us to walk in. So what does that mean? Well, the word workmanship means masterpiece. In other words, God is saying that each and every one of you are a masterpiece. Isn't that awesome? Matter of fact, tell somebody next to you, say, you're his workmanship. Tell him, say, 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 you're a masterpiece. Tell them you're just a piece of work. See, y'all, y'all can relate to that piece, amen. Uh, um, I am gonna prophesy for just a second. Is it PK? Give it up for PK. But you scared me for a second, bro, because you look like you was getting ready to take off your clothes. Okay, so PK and I have something, something in common. I'm black, he's black.
1: <laughs>
0: he, he went to a church and grew up a church called Christ Chapel, I grew up in Christ Chapel. Check this out, PK was born in Germany, I was born in Germany. Check this out, PK is a biology major, I was a biology major. Check this out. And now I'm a, and watch this, and now I'm a pastor. What can I say? What can I say? The Holy Spirit just hit you up, boy. Uh, Taryn. Taryn, I got a word for you. This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord spoke to my heart about you. He said this. He says, the world is going to always attempt to challenge you. But he's made you to challenge the world. Amen. 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 Somebody, come on, somebody say amen. 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 Right, and I got one more, just one more question before I get into this word. Um, by the way, y'all are a good looking group, amen? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: especially this, this row right here. <laughs> okay, but I got a question. Fellas, why y'all sitting in the back? Well, you got all this row up here. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Somebody get oh, Pastor Ralph doesn't say that. <laughs> Amen. Uh, let me deal with one misconception before I get started. Um, I, I want to make sure there's no mistaken identity here. I, I want you to know that um, I am not Barack Obama.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, believe it or not, I've been mistaken before. I do this, <laughs> I do this thing called visitation. Um, at my church, so one of the things that's life-giving for me is when people come to visit, um, I'll go by and I make cookies, I love bacon, and I'll drop off cookies, and and I went to this one house and I knocked on the door, and this little girl came and she opened up the curtain and she ran. So I, I knocked on the door again, she opened up the curtain, she ran. I knocked on the door a third time, her mother opened the door, she looked out, she just busted out laughing, she said, I gotta tell you something, my daughter said, mama, mama, the president's at the door and he's got a bag of cookies. <laughs> Mistaken identity. And so I visited one, this, other, this other house, there was this lady that was visiting the church, I didn't know much about her, and she left her address and so I went by, and visited, and, and usually if it's a lady, I stand outside, don't go in. And it was this townhouse in the door opened, I rang the door open, and oh, hi, come on in, okay? And I could tell there was a party going on in the house. And so I felt kind of safe. So I, I went in and it was, it looked like it was a birthday party for a lady or something. And all these ladies were sitting there, sit down, sit down. And I had on my Barack Obama suit out, my blue suit, my my white shirt. Oh, sit down, sit down. And and after about two minutes, I started hearing this giggling. I had no idea what it was, Katie. Then the there was a balcony and then the lady came that I was come to visit and she put her hand over her mouth. She says, oh ladies, that's not the stripper, that's my pastor. <laughs> Mistaken identity. <laughs> so, I want to talk about someone (laughs) who I believe is often deals with mistaken identity. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit today. Can I do that? Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit tonight. And if you have your Bibles, I, I want you to turn with me. I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 1. Then I'm going to jump to Acts chapter 2. Okay. And as I do that, why don't you stand with me? You know, in the Old Testament, when they read the word of God, the people would stand. And it would stand out of reverence unto the Lord, reverence unto the word of God. So Acts chapter 1, I'm where we run for 1 through 8, then Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4, then 41 through 42. It says this, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times nor seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. Oh, that was weak. That was a power. No, say, you, say power. Power. There you go. And you shall receive power where the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, and JMU, and to the end of the earth. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, say one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty, as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled. Say filled. Amen. Come on, say it again. Say filled. Amen. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. How would you like that, Josh? One day, 3,000 students had to cry How many of y'all, y'all would need a bigger place? 3,000 were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, and the breaking of bread and in prayers. Come on, pray with me. Father, we thank you. Father, I pray for your supernatural power even right now. God, you are working. You are working. You are working, and you ask us to join you in your work. You are working at JMU. You are working in each student's life, God. Father, you have called us to a great assignment here. God, that is beyond what we are able to do in the flesh. That's why we need your Holy Spirit. And so, Spirit, would you begin to move even right now? Would you do your work? Would you do your work? The Holy Spirit at work, would you do your work? Would you do your work? Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Can everybody say amen? Look at somebody next to you and say, I can tell he's working on you. I can tell you that.
2: (laughs) You may be seated. There is a mighty spirit Calling out among the clouds He's calling out the weary Two green pastors Come and line. There is a mighty spirit He's crossing barren land He's sowing love unceasing Fresh fruit springs from the sand Harvest time is coming The reaper's in his head. Go tell everybody that love is his command. Cause there's a mighty spirit. How many believe that? Come on, how many believe that?
0: I'm going to tell you the spirit of the Lord is in this place, amen. I love the scripture that says this. By one spirit, he has baptized us into one body. There's neither Jew or Greek, slave or free. We've been made to drink of one spirit, amen. Tell somebody next to you, tell them this. Ask, tell them this. Say, you are my flavor and my soup. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now ask them this. To, to, no, ask him. This. T- say this, say this. Say, I need say, I need your flavor in my soup. <laughs>
2: Aaron is looking at me, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. when, when, I was a little, when I was a little kid, every time I got sick, my mom would give me chicken noodle soup. Or she would give me tomato soup. She would give me sometimes black bean soup. But how many know in the body of Christ, we gumbo, Amen. We're a little mixture of everything, amen? A little mixture of everything. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, some people, when they hear the word Holy Spirit, immediately, immediately they think of an it. But the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person in identity just like we are. He has thoughts. He has intelligence. He is, matter of fact, the Holy Spirit has feelings. The Bible says that we can grieve the Spirit. We can actually make him sad. The Holy Spirit does some things and he's always working. So in John chapter 16, we see Jesus and he has been discipling the 12 and the 12 has turned into 120. And he's telling the 12, he says, listen, um, you guys, check it out, homies. Listen, uh, I'm getting ready to fulfill my work. My work was to go to the cross. And why did he have to go to the cross? Of course, we know he had to go to the cross to die for our sins, for all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He died as a sacrifice for our sins. So he had to go to the cross and I'm sure, I'm sure like any person who has a close relationship with someone and they hear that they're going to die, I'm sure they were saddened. But he said, check this out. He said, fellas, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to die, but I'm going to be resurrected from the dead and I'm going to heaven. I'm going to prepare a place for you he said, but he didn't stop there. He says, now, when I go to heaven, I'm going to do something. I'm going to send you a comforter. That word comforter is the word paraclete. It's someone who comes alongside. It's like a best friend. It's like a partner. So he says, I'm going to heaven, but fellas, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you somebody to walk with you, a friend. And that friend is the Holy Spirit. So he says, now, this is what I want you to do. Now, when 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 you see me die and, and you see me on that cross and and I go to that grave, I want you to do something. I I want you to go wait in that place in Jerusalem where we used to pray. I want you to go wait in that place where we broke that bread, where we had communion. I want you to wait in that upper room because there is a breakthrough coming. Let me ask you, does anybody need a breakthrough in their life? Something, something that you need God to do in your life. He says the breakthrough is coming in that upper room. And so we get to this passage. They're all gathered together, 120 of them gathered together in this upper room. They're in one accord, they have one expectation, and they're in one place. Let me say it again. They're in one accord, one expectation, one place. Let me tell you something. If there's ever you want something from God, get in one accord with someone, get with one expectation and get in one place. Because the Bible says, when two or more agree upon anything according to my will, I will do it, amen? So it's power and unity. So they're in one place, one accord one expectation, and all of a sudden, they hear something that sounds like a mighty wind. The Holy Spirit is ushered in, and they know it's something different because they see tongues of fire upon everybody's head, but all of a sudden, they begin to speak in unknown tongues. These are unlearned people, and they begin to speak in tongues that are languages. They begin to speak Latino, and there's no way they can know no Latino, Okay, okay? <laughs> Okay, they just, okay, they start speaking other tongues. People are seeing this, and they are amazed. What is God doing? You know what God is doing? God is working. God is working. Listen, let me tell you something. God is still working. And this is what he's doing. He wants you to join him in his work. Amen? We don't have to make this stuff up. He wants you to join him in his work. Well, let's look at how he's working Let's look at how he's working. The first thing I want to share is this. The Holy Spirit is working to empower us. Say empower us. us. Say empower me. Look what the Bible says here, it says it this way. It says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. When he says the promise of the Father, he's talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit, which was prophesied in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you only hear the Holy Spirit mentioned twice. In the New Testament, you hear the Holy Spirit mentioned 90 times. In the New Testament, it's Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the main characters. Jesus and the Holy Spirit who represents him and the work of God on earth. So he says the promise of the Father. He's called the Spirit of Truth. He's called the comforter. He's called, he's in every believer that truly, that truly confesses Christ as his Lord. He's in every one of us, every believer. He is the one that comes alongside. He is the teacher. He is the one that builds colonia, which is fellowship. We can love and we can have this, have this, have this intimacy with one another, not because We want to because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The same spirit is in Aaron, the same spirit is in me, same spirit is in Jan, same spirit is in Josh. Now he has a little difficult time in Josh, but he's still in there. Okay, he's working. It's the same spirit that binds us together. And so he says this, the promise of the Father, he says, but you shall be baptized, say baptized. Say it again, say baptized. You shall be baptized with the Spirit. Now the word baptized is the word baptismal. It means literally to be immersed in the Spirit. Actually, the Spirit, actually, what is happening is the Spirit becomes immersed in us. So I have my, my wife uh, I have a, a wife, I've been married, 34 years. Somebody said, go ahead, Pastor Rob. <laughs> Somebody else said, You don't look at Pastor Rob. Come right on now. Aaron. Four beautiful kids. Girl, boy, girl, boy. Megan, three grandkids. I'm a blessed man. And about five years ago, I had the opportunity of baptizing my wife, okay? Now, she's been a believer since she was eight years old, but she grew up in a Presbyterian church, okay? And in the Presbyterian church, they don't don't baptize to immersion; they sprinkle, amen? And by the way, aren't you glad that, listen, aren't you glad there's really just one church, amen? The blood-bought church of Jesus Christ. Many different flavors. So five years ago, we were in Cancun, Mexico, and she said, Rob, I want you to baptize me. So I took her out in the Mediterranean. I'm not the Mediterranean. (laughs) I did go to college. The Gulf of Mexico. Thank you, Jack. Like I didn't know that, Jack, okay. But anyway, (laughs) I took her out in the Gulf of Mexico and I immersed her, okay, representing dying to that old life and raising up into new. That's what he's talking about. He says, you shall be baptized fully in the Holy Spirit. And watch this. And they say this. They say, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father put to his own authority, but watch this. He says, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. Come on. No, what did I say? Say, <laughs> so you shall receive power. Power. Okay, now y'all gotta do it like y'all from my way, okay? You shall receive power. Holy Spirit, you got some work to do tonight. <laughs> he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, all the ends of the earth. Okay, now that word power is the word dunamite. It's where we get the word dynamite. It's wonderworking working power. It's something that we don't have the ability to do, but what he does through us. And we need power. Why do we need power? Because we are living in a world where we are often persecuted, where we're living in a world which wants us to fear and to draw back. We're living in a world where we live on dormitory rooms and we talk about Jesus, people look at at us like we're crazy, right? And so what do we need? We need power to be able to overcome the world and its opinions and its perceptions. We need power, the Bible says, so that we might be able to witness or share Christ. We need power. now. We need this power because God is still looking for people who are courageous enough to do his will and to do his work Amen. in this season, in this time. See, you, this generation, this is no accident You that you're part of this generation. God has especially selected each and every one of you to work in his power to reach this generation for Christ. Amen and You're going to need it. How many of you are getting ready to go on a mission trip? I heard a couple people getting ready to go on a mission trip. Praise God. Praise God. That is so awesome. So I just came. I just came back from Mexico. I was on a mission trip, and I raised money. I raised money to do Bible colleges all over the world. Let me show you why you need power. Because everywhere you go, you're going to be threatened. If you're going in the name of Jesus, you're going to be threatened. How many know? How many know there's there's Jesus, but there's also a devil. Amen. And he stays up 24/7. Just to figure out how he's gonna get you he doesn't go to sleep that's why you need power you have you have places you have places in the world new delhi i, I heard new delhi somebody's getting ready to go to new delhi aaron just came from new delhi new delhi is an interesting place new delhi is a is, is a place of idol worship it's 20 million people in one city in merlin virginia dc All right, there's 14.5 million. There's 20 20 million in just one city that worships idols. How many of you need power when you go there? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Places like Malawi, okay? Places like Malawi where where 2% of the people know Jesus and there's persecution. Places like Sri Lanka where they are actually burning and blowing up churches, all right? Those places you need, places like Belgium, Brussels, Belgium, in Europe where it's only 2% of the people in all of Europe, the birthplace of the Lutheran Church, 2% of the people know Christ. How many know? you are gonna need power when you go to those places? Places like JMU, where the average student is going to be drinking, is gonna be doing drugs, is gonna be having sex before marriage, How many know in this culture you're gonna need power? Mm -hmm. Come on, let's be real, amen? Can I be real? We're gonna need power. Can't do it in your own strength. And so the Holy Spirit comes and he says, I will give you power, but he does not stop that. Stop there, watch what he does. And then he says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting then they appeared with them divided tongues as a fire, and as and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled. filled. Say filled. 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 Come on, say it again. Say filled. 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 Say filled. 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 With the Holy Spirit began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right, so the word Pentecost, and, and the reason I go over these words is because you guys are, are educated, are, you're learners, Pentecost means 50th. Okay, it's the 50th day after the resurrection of Christ. And on this 50th day, they were celebrating this festival. On this 50th day, 50th day, they're in this place with one accord and watch what happens. Something happens. The Holy Spirit begins to work to convert them. Now, what do you mean, Pastor Rob? He's working to do something different in them. He's working to change their character, their demeanor, to change their perception of who they are, He's working to get their attention. He's working to begin to move them in a new way. And the way he works is through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He fills them with the Spirit. Now, let me tell you the difference. Now the Bible is very clear. Every person who has received Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, you have received the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says. It says it's this way. It says, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Sorry. Let me get to it. Ba ba ba-ba-ba. He says, <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. Watch. Somebody say, Watch this. Watch this. Watch, watch Somebody say, Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> I cannot find my scripture. But the Bible says that we have been sealed with the Spirit. We have been sealed with the Spirit. Now, this is how I likened it. So, when. Uh, we've been living in a house for about fifteen years. We moved to Gainesville, Virginia to plant a church. And we bought a house that was a few years old, but after fifteen years, how many know appliances start to go bad? Yep. Yeah. Right? So y'all some of y'all have been homeowners, right? You ju- you just happy that it's food in the refrigerator, right? so my wife's appliances, I say my wife's appliances because she's in there all the time. So appliances start going bad. And so I had to I had to buy this new double oven. And it was expensive. And I brought, listen, I brought a Samsung double oven. That's okay? Right it was good stuff, amen? So I brought this double oven, and as soon as I had it installed, a week later, the microwave went out. So I had to get a matching, my, cause, cause come on, Josh, my stuff gotta look good, man. It's gotta, look, look, it's gotta look like it matches, right? right. Stainless, steel. Stainless steel stuff, right? So I got my, I got my Samsung, okay? So it's got the same brand, it's got the same brand as Samsung on double oven and Samsung and microwave. And, and I went to cook something in the microwave and nothing happened. You know why? It wasn't plugged up. <laughs> it had no power. What's the point? Do you know there's, there's Christians who have the seal but they have no power? They're not plugged into the Holy Spirit, okay? The Bible says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins might be blotted out. Times of refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. That time of refreshing comes directly from the Holy Spirit. All right, so not only does he, and by the way, Jesus says, no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit, what, draws him. For those of you who are saved, it wasn't an accident. Somebody probably prayed for you, but what happened is you sense, what is this? What is this I'm feeling? What is this I'm sensing? And what it was, it was the spirit of God drawing you unto yourself. Drawing them unto you. It's a work of the spirit. That's where you're saved. There might be somebody here, and you man, you feel like there's something tugging on you. You don't understand it. What, what's happening in me? What is tugging on my heart? Which I, 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 feel I don't understand it. I would tell you it's probably the spirit of God because he's drawing you unto himself. He wants to convert you, but not only he wants to do that, he wants to fill you. Somebody say "Fill, fill, feel. 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 So uh, anybody ever heard of D.L. Moody? Mm-hmm. D.L. Moody was the, one of the greatest evangelists of all time in the 19th century. D.L. Moody preached all over the world. Thousands of people came to salvation. And D.L. Moody used to talk about the feeling of the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Somebody asked him, well, D.L., I mean, you you surely have the Holy Spirit. I mean, you're doing signs and wonders. People are getting saved. And they said, why do you need to be filled? He said, I need to be filled because I leak. Guess what? All of us leak. Amen? Amen. I was driving, I got a little mini convertible. Got a little mini convertible. Everybody knows Pastor Robin Gainesville because he has a little mini convertible. I drive right, I try to, I try to drive slow, but you know, it's a little mini-convertible. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and a little quick. And I'm driving one day, I'm driving one day, I'm coming around the corner, and all of a sudden these lights come on. Uh, and my car comes to the stop. <laughs> and I'm ready to call a mechanic. And then I looked and I found out that my gas tank was empty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I asked somebody next to you, says, your tank empty? Say, so you need to be filled. You need to be filled. And we need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. Because we need power. So he converts us. He draws us to himself. He feels us to do one more thing here. I'm going to leave you with this. He feels us to do a work to mature us. Amen. Touch somebody next to you say, God I ain't finished with you yet. Tell, tell me, he obviously ain't finished with you yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> the good news is there are enough. there is a still enough Holy Spirit for you. Amen. Amen. Look what he does. I love this. Because when I read this passage, I think about you. I think, listen, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Chi Alpha is one of the greatest ministries in America.
1: So.
0: Come on, somebody give God a praise. It is one of the greatest ministries in the world. Why? Because it's a place where there's real community and disciples are made. That's why. I don't know another ministry in America, I don't know other churches in America that make disciples like Chi Alpha. That's why I love it. That's why when we plant churches now, we try to plant churches in collaboration with Chi Alpha's that are planted on university because we want them to leverage their gifts and their talents and their unique abilities. It's a work of the Spirit. That's what the Spirit is doing, okay? And so look what happens here at the end of this. I love this. So the Holy Spirit has come. They're speaking in different languages it Was a confirmation of what the Spirit of the Lord was doing. They receive power. How do we know they receive power? Because a guy named Peter, he steps out from that upper room all these Jewish people there I mean there are thousands of Jewish because they're there to celebrate a festival and he begins to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ boldly after they have been persecuted he begins to speak boldly under the anointing of the Holy Spirit he begins to speak boldly on that hall room hallway he begins to speak boldly as he's walking across campus I got power Come on now. He begins to speak boldly. And look what happens. When he finished speaking, people are cut to the core. They don't know what is going on. And the Bible says that 3,000 were added to the church in one day. Can you imagine? 3,000 were added one day. And watch this. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayers. Let me say that again. They continued steadfastly because of the presence of the Holy Spirit and learning the things of God called doctrine. Aren't you glad every week that somebody brings the word of God to you that you can learn, right? Because of the Holy Spirit, he's teaching them through doctrine. He's binding them together with cords of love that cannot be broken. It's called fellowship because we're one spirit Look what he's doing. He's maturing them by by bringing them together in community, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers.
2: Let me tell you something. When the
0: Holy Spirit works on you, there should be some form of work in and through us. Amen? If he's truly working in us, there should be some form outworking through us. Amen? If it's the Holy Spirit. And I love this. It's, it, listen, the spirit is just not a per- power. Once again, I said it's a person. And this is the thing that you have to understand. There are some things, the spirit of God is the, one that is, is the one that helps us to illuminate the word of God, to help us to understand the word of God. The Bible says, Jesus said, he will teach you all things. In other words, the spirit of God is, is, a, is a person of great intelligence. Can I tell you something? He's smarter than you. Can I say it again? He's smarter than you. Get over it. He's smarter than you. He is full of wisdom and intelligence. And by the way, how many know that even though you're educated, doesn't mean you're intelligent. Come on now, amen. And how many know there are some intelligent people who have never been educated? Right? Amen. All right. Look at somebody next to you and say, you don't know everything. Tell them that's why you got issues.
1: <laughs>
0: we all got issues. All God's children got issues. This is, this is because the spirit comes to mature us. Now watch this. Watch this. Somebody say watch this. This might sound blasphemous, but check this out. There are some things you will not learn by just reading scripture there's some things that have to re- be revealed by the Holy Spirit. No. Okay, for example, you didn't read anywhere in Luke, John, Matthew, or Ephesians to marry that dude, did you? No. Did you? No. You, I mean, you, you never read, my child marry Hunter.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> right? Guess what, guess what happened? The Spirit had to reveal that to her so that they would know. Listen, you're not, gonna find, you're not gonna find the job or occupation you're gonna be used in by reading a particular passage. It might confirm something. You might read something that confirms what the Spirit is speaking to you, all right? But the Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit knows yesterday. He knows what's going on today, but watch this. He knows what's coming up, amen? Because you're his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works watch this that he planned in advance Mm -hmm. for the walk for you to walk in tell somebody next to you say it's gonna be good good. (laughs) say just listen to the spirit amen yeah Yeah. Yeah. don't listen to that dude (laughs) don't listen to that girl don't listen 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 to the spirit because he's there to empower us to convert us and to mature us um would you come up just play guitar, guitar for a second? Thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you. Come on, somebody give God a praise thank for a second. Lord. Somebody God. give God a praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, would you bow your heads with me? Just shut your eyes for just a moment. And I want you to do this for just a second. So somebody's asking, well, Pastor Rob, how do I get filled with the Spirit? How do I get filled with the Spirit? How do I get filled with the Spirit? Well, I think it's pretty easy. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Ask and we shall receive that our joy may be full. So I, I want you to do something. I want you to stand with me for a moment. And I want you to get into a posture of receiving. In my church, this is how I teach people to receive. You know, when Erin when was a little girl, when she was a little girl, little thing, she loved her daddy. She did, she loved her daddy. And this is what she would do. She would go like this. She wanted me to pick her up. Come on, let's go like this. That's a posture of receiving. Just open your hands. And right where you are, just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you right there. Just ask him right now. Come on, just open your mouth. So, Holy Spirit, would you just fill me right now? Fill me right now with your presence. Feel me, Holy Spirit. Come on, right now. Just just, just speak it. Just, Holy Spirit, just fill me right here. Now, the Bible says, open your mouth and he will fill it. Okay? Just go ahead and talk to him right now. Just call him. Jesus, Holy Spirit, just feel me right now. I need you. Come on, tell them you need them right now. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need your power. They go over Now you might. Some of you might feel something just welling up in your innermost being, in your stomach or in your chest. And sometimes that's the Spirit's way of just beginning to move. And I want you to do something. I just want you to begin praising him right now. Just speak words of praise. You say hallelujah, praise you, Lord. Just begin praising him right now. Begin thanking him right now. Just do that right now. Say thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for working in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're awesome, oh God. Come on, just praise him right now. You're awesome, oh Lord God. Lord, thank you. Holy Spirit, we bless you, 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 oh Lord, oh Lord. Now I want you to do something. I want you to begin putting your hands together. I want you to start praising God right where you are. Come on, stop praising God right now. Come on, stop praising right now. Amen. Now I want to do something. I want to do something. There might be someone here. thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord I believe there's somebody here and you're not here by accident there's a God who loves you his name is Jesus and many years ago he fashioned you in your mother's womb and he had a plan for your life Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you hope in a future. And for years he's been fashioning you, he's been forming you, he's been taking you through experiences. Some have been tough, some have been easy, but he's been doing a work in your life. But you've never been able to connect to him personally. Maybe you've heard about religion, you've heard about church, but nobody ever taught you that there was a God who loved you enough to want to have a relationship with you. And tonight, this is what the Holy Spirit did. This is what the Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit reached out to you and he drew you to this place that you could hear that God loves you, that he died for your sins, and that you can be converted, that you can be born again into the family of God. It is the work of the Spirit. So with everybody's eyes closed, would you just close your eyes and bow here for a second? If there's one person here, you say, Pastor Rob, that's me. I don't know what's going on, but I believe that somebody, something is drawing me to God. And it must be this Holy Spirit. And I need to get my life right before the Lord. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus that he was raised from the dead that you shall be saved for by grace you have been saved through faith it's the gift of God not of works, not what you do it's the gift of God for eternal life so with every head bow, eye closed if there's one person here and you're saying Pastor Rob would you pray for me I want to receive Jesus tonight as my Savior I want you to do something I want you just to walk up front right here and I'll pray with you right now if there's anyone if there's anyone, just step out, just step out. If there's anyone, then step out, step out. Is, is there anybody else Just step out? Just step out, anyone.